0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is our goal here every single day. Our quote for today, when we stop dabbling and really commit to living a life with spirit, we give ourselves the foundation we need to stay balanced. And that is from Marianne DeMarco, our guest today. She wrote an incredible book called Medium Mentor, um, 10 Powerful Techniques to Awaken Divine Guidance for Yourself, <clears throat> Excuse me, and Others. We're going to be chatting all about how to tap into our own innate psychic abilities today, how and why creating energetic boundaries is a must, Um, and the powerful techniques to awaken divine guidance. I am very, very excited about this. Me too. Queen, tell me what you're most excited about having had a little pre-interview chat with her.
1: I am really on it. I'm excited about it all. But the energetic boundary thing for me, as we've been on this topic of boundaries the last like month or so, Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother level. And so I'm really excited for her to like explain what that actually is and then how we set these boundaries to protect our own energy. So that's what I'm most excited for, I think.
0: I love it. But I don't know, is it energetic boundaries in the way that we're talking about or is it energetic boundaries more to protect you as you are going into the divine and and helping to be a medium yeah
1: I think probably both yeah because it's like going while well, you're you go on this medium journey this this mediumship development yeah. journey um
0: I think your interpretation of it is a little different than a little she off.
1: yeah probably <laughs> but it was funny because when we were talking I was kind of saying what I'm saying now and she was all over it Okay, so, good.
0: well then we'll have her explain yeah. it deeper um in the meantime, I'm drinking the worst coffee in the world right now. Oh, no. You know, when you go... First of all, Kevin wanted to go to Target this morning. So <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, God. I'll go to Starbucks. <laughs> and uh, and so it just tastes like water with like a little acid.
1: Ugh, it's the worst.
0: You You're just like... Come on, can we have some consistency here?
1: Because it Can it
0: just be good ones?
1: Right. Well and the thing about a morning coffee is it really sets your day.
0: It really does. But so, I'm not gonna let this coffee destroy my day. No, no, no. No, no.
1: no. Good um, for you.
0: I'm not going to. I'm pretending that I like it. It's uh, it's a Jedi mind trick that I do sometimes. And I think it's very helpful sometimes when you have to get through things. Like, no, that piece of hair was not in the cheeseburger.
1: Oh my gosh! I've had to do yes, yeah,
0: uh huh, mm-hmm. and the cheeseburger will be delicious to spite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because if I send it back, there might be something else that gets in there. Right?
1: We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. So I like it's your Jedi. So it's it's the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, just pretend a you like it. But is it working on your coffee? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good for you. It's not
0: Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> no. But it'll do. It'll do for now. I will say their soy latte really grew on me. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, there aren't as many Dunkins here, and so there's Starbucks on every corner. So unfortunately, sometimes you have no choice. And the soy latte was really great. And I was doing soy because of Dr. Funk and how she said how incredible it is for um, reducing breast cancer and whatever. And then they discovered that fibroid. (laughs) And I know that these things all grow with... um, you know, the hormone hormones, levels and yeah. stuff. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to switch back to almond milk now.
1: Wow. I, you know, I never even thought about that mm-hmm. with your fibroid thing. Mm. I I want like Elisa Lisa Vitti to come back and we can talk more about that. I just think, I mean, hormones are so wild. And I know it's I know. just because you had the whole weird period. I mean, it's just, it all probably ties together. But I didn't think about the soy. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, ladies. Like if you're not using an app for, you know, documenting your period, you absolutely should be. Pooja, are you documenting?
1: No, I'm I know not. It. Kelsey? <laughs> I'll get her on it. I am. You are, yes. obviously. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Pooja, I think it's really important now to start mm-hmm. so that you have a pattern that you can look back on. So I would go to the doctor and I, I sometimes I would be like my dad, especially at the gyno because it's so uncomfortable and I hate it, like mm. really dread it all year long. I count down the days. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh my God, in 342 days, I have to go back to the guy. No, I used to be really bad. Now I'm better. But, um, but what, what's interesting is I found because I was so uncomfortable going that I wanted to just get out really quickly. So she would ask me, how are you doing? I'm like, great. Everything's great. Yep. Let's <laughs> put, put that speculum in. Let's oh. get on out. And like, you can, you know, do all the things you have to do that are very violating to me in every way. And, you know, obviously that's a very immature stance because this is a doctor who's trying to keep me alive and healthy, help, but you know. these are my traumas. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And so I think because of that, I just would be like, yeah, everything's great. Yeah. Normal. Totally normal. Period's normal. And then when I look back at my, you know, I have the Ovia chart, I'm like, oh yeah, I've been getting it twice a month for years. Which is years. not
1: normal. Yeah. For years? Years. Wow.
0: I'm looking back, but I never paid attention. Mm. And so I just feel like, oh, already? I remember thinking already all the time. But I was so busy. I mean, listen, like the last five years have been, you know, very challenging with what happened with my mom and even myself. So, yeah, it it started just before my mom got sick. And then after that, I just wasn't paying attention.
1: But now you know, because this chart. But That's wild. Now, so now I you know,
0: but well, here's the thing when they've looked at everything and everything's fine, right? The fibroid, they're like, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to worry about that. That's something everybody gets. Okay, cool. We've done all the ultrasounds. We've done everything. Colonoscopies, endoscopies. Yeah. Where do you go from there? That's why I probably need Elisa VT because <laughs> yeah. she is the ultimate female investigator,
1: hormone hacker,
0: hormone hacker. Yeah. And uh, and then you need to ask more questions because you can't stop the investigation as to why something's not normal just because you think you've tried it all because there's always something else.
1: Right. Mm.
0: So that's where I'm at.
1: I like that one. Well, it's you always say, too, it's like you got to be your own advocate. You mm-hmm. can't just listen. If something's going on, you can't just take what they're saying and be like, OK.
0: If, yeah. if something's
1: really happening, yeah, you got to keep digging.
0: But I get why we do it. Yeah, of because course. Because we're like, oh, they're the professional. They know. I'm done. Of course. Because you don't want to do more work and mm-hmm. you don't want to. It's annoying. It's hard. It's hard. Um, But yeah. It's, Interesting. It's definitely something you have to really keep pushing on, especially if, like I said, if something's not normal and it's still happening and, you know, because it's funny doctors forget and we think that we're the center of their world right yes and so I remember like we ran some tests and then everything came back fine and I'm like okay so what's the next step because you can't just abandon the investigation just because these things came back okay the whole point is there's something not normal let's keep looking yeah and so you have to be the one to friendly you know with the friendly reminders of hey I'm going to be the squeaky wheel here yep, because my health is my wealth
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: got to focus on it. So uh, hopefully if you're out there and you're dealing with anything like that, this is a friendly reminder to you to keep on pushing. There's always someone who's going to help you figure it out. You just got to keep trying. And sometimes you got to look in alternative places like Elisa VT isn't a doctor. She's just someone who had PCOS, who went to the library, pulled out every book, figured it out on herself And then has been helping women ever since. And so, you know, it's no different than what I did with brain tumors with my mom. And I've figured out how to kind of hack that a little bit with her and um, passing on that knowledge to other people. And knowing, again, everybody's journey is individual and it's not one size fits all. And when you're dealing with a terminal illness, you never know what's around the corner. And I'm, you know, only sharing the things that worked for us or... That seem to have worked. We don't really know officially ever. Um, but, you know, you got you to gotta try some alternative methods to finding your answer. It's like you got to be Sherlock Holmes.
1: So, you really do. Yeah. I love it, though. I think it's so important to talk about. So I'm
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. grateful
1: that you talk about it. So thank you. Thank you, Maria.
0: And for all of you watching on YouTube right now, leave a comment below and let us know What you're investigating right now. Because guess what? If you're looking into something, there might be someone here who's already gone through it. That's why we're better together. And um, Lord knows between me and Kelsey and Pooja, who is the daughter of doctors. Yeah. Between the three of us, we know (laughs) a few things. True that. And we know a lot of people. And so we might be able to point you in the right direction. So leave us a little... Comment below on what you're struggling with and what you're working on. And if there's something that we can contribute to help you on that little breadcrumb discovery process, we will. In the meantime, if you get this book, Media Mentor, you can start to sharpen your psychic tools that will also help you in that journey, because then you can listen to your own intuition and your inner guidance and say, I think there might be something wrong with my pancreas, whatever it is. I don't know depends on what shape you see what what thing comes up but it's
1: really funny you just said pancreas i have to be selfish really quickly i had a lovely chat with um cindy dale this morning Mm -hmm. and she was talking to me about my pancreas which pancreatic stuff it like doesn't mine doesn't break down my food properly so that's Mm -hmm. just so random that you randomly just said pancreas Mm. because i think you are very intuitive so i think that was not a coincidence
0: i've been told that by many mediums Mm -hmm. actually um It's funny because Max has a pancreas issue. EPI. He has EPI. He He can't digest his food properly. So you might need to be searching for that type of thing. Like he uses Panacare to digest his food before it hits his stomach so the stomach doesn't have to do all the work. I wonder if there's an investigation into finding something that would like at least take some of the load off.
1: Yeah, I take a... It's called Diapan that's supposed, supposed to help, but maybe it's... Not the right thing. Yeah. Or if it's Well, if it's not working. Yeah. And maybe it's gotten like too used to it. It needs something else now. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's like shampoo. You get to switch it out sometimes.
1: Right. (laughs) Deodorant. I mean, truly. Well, there you go. Look at us. The pancreas.
0: Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate, and are so grateful for all of you. (laughs) All right, friends. Marianne DeMarco is the author of uh, Medium Mentor and Believe, Ask and Receive. She's an internationally recognized psychic medium, healer, and spiritual teacher. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, the Dr. Oz Show, Women's Health, Elle Magazine, and Redbook. After learning to meditate at the age of five she began she began consciously developing her connection with spirit in adulthood and today she offers sessions, group readings, workshops and individual mentorship for developing psychics. Marianne, so glad to have you back here. Hi Maria, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Um we are very excited to uh talk about the book and talk about how to kind of lean into your intuitive powers, and um, and what that kind of looks like. Because I know you talk a lot about self-doubt in here, and I think that's the most challenging part. I did a, an episode of Sharmar Golus' show years ago, and she had me, and I think it was Ross Matthews, I believe. We were at E at the time, and she made us read her. <laughs> and we were like, what? And, you know, I remember just having to go with it And, and I was like, I think I said something to her. Like, I'm like, I see a big elephant. I mean, all elephants are big, but I see an elephant. She's like, my front doorway has a big elephant, you know, or whatever Mm -hmm. picture or something. And so a lot of it was just trusting what you see and what you feel and not having that self doubt come in. So we'll get into all of that because you talk all about that in the book, Um, And it's a big part of developing your, your kind of intuitive powers. But first, what inspired you to want to help people develop this ability?
2: What inspired me was being called to do it after session, after session, people asking me over and over again, can you please teach me this? And then really being in touch with my own guidance, my own guides, my spirit team saying, why don't you teach them? Why don't you show them what it is that they are capable of doing, what we are all capable of doing? And I thought, well, I can't say no to them, right? So it was, it was in high demand on both sides. And I just thought, well, this just feels really natural. And I know for myself, I really searched for a long time for answers, mm-hmm. for techniques, for tools. And uh, when I watch and work with these budding mediums and psychics, and really just people who are trying to do it for themselves as well, in their own lives to make that connection. I just wanted to give over this information. It just felt like a really natural flow to everything that was going on and what I was hearing and feeling. So So I did
0: it. Well, it makes sense too, because I remember when we did a reading um, in September and it was, again, super pivotal for me getting over that initial, like, absolute devastation of losing my mom. Mm. I think back to that all the time because I'm like, wow, that helped me so much in the move forward process. And I remember you telling me that I had, um, you know, really strong kind of psychic abilities and that you would mentor me. And so here you Mm -hmm. are mentoring everyone and I will reach out and follow back up on that. um, (laughs) As I've now started to get my footing back in life again, I feel like.
2: Sure. We all have this ability and that, that urge to make that connection. You are beautiful healing energy. I I think we've talked about that before, that you have this ability and this um, urge to heal, this pull to heal. And it's undeniable. We tell ourselves, we hear ourselves, that's our intuition speaking to us, our inner knowing. And when somebody else comes along like myself and confirms that for you, again, we have that beautiful validation Mm -hmm. that we are connected. We just allow our loud mind to get in the way and doubt us. And especially during grief, Uh, for you to be able to receive that information. First of all, I was honored to give it to you and be part of that journey for you, but you receiving it and, and accepting it and allowing your own light to come out and give you information and to shine from within and make that connection is really powerful. Once you experience that, I don't know that there's ever going back.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So as you're leaning into your gifts, I mean, well, for you, what was the journey like? I guess maybe we start there.
2: It was, a, it was a journey of being a young girl growing up with a mom who was really into spirituality. And, you know, yeah, being dragged to meditation classes and trying, struggling to see my third eye. But knowing that there was this energy around me. And that I was receiving it in a, in a really strong form, but very calm because my mother really normalized it for me. So I never thought it was odd. I thought everybody could do it. As I got older, I, I let it go. You know, as a teenager, I went to my 20s and I just didn't really think about it except for the fact that I thought I was kind of psychic. Now yeah, I have a thing. I'm kind of psychic. When I got into a pivotal moment in my own life of, you know, uh, struggling with a divorce and feeling grief and managing my children and going through this as well at a young age, I wound up in the hands of a healer. And I knew I said out loud to her, oh, I think I'm supposed to see you now because she taught people how to do this. And I thought, well, that's it. It It was almost automatic. like it just came out of my mouth. I think I'm supposed to see you now. And I wound up having an experience with her. And I just got the chills. (laughs) Yeah, so did I. And it changed my life. I I started taking classes. And within a couple of weeks, I was reading people. And I just kept saying yes to the flow of doing readings and and making it part of my everyday life. And I'll I'll always be so gracious for doing it. Yeah, to her and to that whole class, the whole experience.
0: Have you ever felt wrong. Like, have you ever felt bad that you didn't see something? Yeah. Yeah. The
2: ego loves to come in. The ego loves to play and say, oh, not good enough. Uh, Not good enough. But I learned that doing this work is full trust, like you had said, and that when you surrender over that trust to these beautiful light beings on the other side, our loved ones, our angels, our guides. It's really not about me getting it right. It's about me just doing what it is that they're asking me to do. I'm just the conduit. And I truly believe that the messages that people hear are the ones that they are supposed to hear in that moment.
1: Mm. And
2: and so if I missed something, um, it's okay. It's okay. Hand it over what they asked me to hand over. Yeah. And I said it and forget it. And I hope that it did some beautiful Um, gave somebody some beautiful healing emotions and moment and whatever it is that they needed to connect in their life. It's not about me at all. Interesting.
0: I think that's so cool because there have been different times where I was like, Oh my God, that person was so right on, but they didn't see this and this. Right. (laughs) I think that's like our, our kind of natural instinct to be like, well, how come they didn't see this? Ma- how, did, how did you not see two brain tumors? Like, how right. how did you miss that one when you were so accurate about everything? But you're right. I wasn't supposed to know it then. First and of all, maybe that
2: person was supposed to give it, excuse me. Yeah, they might not have, was supposed to give it, Maria. Mm. So if I don't see medical, if I'm not a medical doctor, there should be some responsibility in giving over information. And so part of the boundary work or what you learn during this work is that we're not supposed to say some some things.
0: Yeah. So you might see things is what you're saying, but you know, intuitively you're not supposed to deliver it.
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it. It's a boundary. Ah, you won't see it at all. No. So I'm a metal, I'm not a medical doctor. I have no medical background. And to say to somebody "Hmm, tumors and that person doesn't know it, well then I'm, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that's pretty scary. So they might say to you or to through me to say to you, you know, um, have you been getting headaches? Have you been thinking about what's going on with the body? Did you want to get some things checked out, confirming what you already know? That's my style of reading. That's not everybody's style of reading, but it's yeah. mine. And it became a boundary. I just didn't want to be responsible for things like that. Mm. Um, I rather go with guidance. And, and if you were thinking about something going on, then maybe we confirm the symptoms or things like that
0: kind of snacks I used to use, where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're gonna love them. Yeah, I I only ask that I, I feel like I know why and all of that. But I know that there are a lot of people who wonder those things and then it makes them skeptical.
2: Sure. I, I, and, and you should be, you know, you should always question and make sure that you feel in alignment with whoever's reading you and whatever information you are feeling. And if it feels heavy or scary, maybe that's not your reading. You should yeah. really feel free to leave. <laughs>
0: I had one of and those. Are,
2: yeah. And there are beautiful medical intuitives out there who do wonderful jobs. So if you are you know, looking for something, to physical, seek out a medical intuitive. Um, you know, the medical medium, Anthony is wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you seek out somebody who, who does that and you should really not feel scared. It should not feel heavy. If we are working for the greater good from the greater good of all concern, from that high vibration and the person sitting across from you should feel that.
0: Yeah. And I do believe that there's, Some things we're supposed to know and some things we're supposed to just discover naturally, because if I had found out then, like specifically, I would have had a heart attack and and it would have changed the course of so many things along the way that were supposed to be seeds planted before Mm -hmm. that happened.
2: Absolutely. You said it perfectly. This is a big school that we're in. Mm hmm. And we are here to, yes, we are spiritual beings, but we are having a human experience and the human experience is not always easy. And there might be really important steps that you may have needed to take prior to really knowing what was going on uh, to set yourself up for the most, uh, biggest healing experience or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that would make the moment uh, at its best for you, you know, while you went through it or feel supported in any way. So, yeah, I think those steps are really important. And I, I've been, believe me, I've been read and, you know, it's not always uh, they've missed big things, but you kind of walk away going, okay, they said what they said. Yeah. And that, that's enough.
0: I like that. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're guiding someone that wants to enhance their abilities, what are the first steps that you take with them?
2: The first thing that I tell them is to know that they are worthy to receive this information. Know that they are worthy to wake up the light within themselves, to wake up the abilities that we're all born with, and to use them not only for themselves, but for others if they feel called, and that they have to trust that their guides and their loved ones and angels will be there to help with this process. And that requires a lot of practice. So classes, consistency, don't dabble in the work, and keep it pretty big part of your schedule to make sure. I saw some
0: of these people's schedules in here. I was like, Oh my (laughs) Lord, that's a major commitment.
2: It is a commitment because we've, it's like running a marathon. If you're training for a marathon and you decide, all right, I'll, you know, do a little, little run today. And you keep up with that for a few weeks. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't feel like running for three weeks, but I'll be all right with, for that marathon. You're not going to be okay for that marathon, right? You're going to run out of breath. So just like any tool, just like any muscle, we want to sharpen it. We want to build it. And it also builds up great trust, by the way. We talk about that trust, being consistent and receiving validation, because as you all know, it's miraculous how they work. It's really incredible Mm -hmm. to witness what the universe is capable of revealing to us. And then you build momentum and you keep it consistent. I always tell people, if it's once a month, it's once a month, but let's do it every day on that once a month, that consistent day and allow yourself to honor the practice in whatever form it looks like to you. Yeah, because the repetition,
0: you have to put in your hours to Mm -hmm. really get good at anything. So if you really want to do it, I mean, it just makes sense. Like, just like anything else.
2: Absolutely. Just like anything else. And, And you deserve it. You yeah. deserve that time. It's cathartic. Feels good. Something that interests you. It's it's good for our well-being. It's good for our physical well-being, our frequency, our vibration, all of the key words that we use in spirituality. It's it's wonderful for all of that. And it's really undeniable how life-changing it could be.
0: So you're, <clears throat> you're worthy, consistency. How else do you help develop people?
2: Set those boundaries. Set boundaries of when you want to tap into energy, when you want energy to tap into you, that's a big one, <laughs> and stick to them. Be very, very clear how you want your spiritual practice to work. So to your point, I was, I was able to smell illness off of people when I was little. Wow. And when I did this work, I did not want to do that. And so I sat down with my guides and I said, I see what you're doing and where you want to take me and what you want me doing. But that's a no. That's a no for me. And, and so it's just not something that I dive into. And you have to be really clear about uh, the responsibility behind the practice and how you want it to look and mm-hmm. how you want others to receive it. And you must certainly practice it on yourself before you give over to anybody else.
0: That's so interesting. Smelling illness. Yeah, I
2: did.
1: Wow. How did you know what you were smelling? Like, how I did you know I just knew Maria. My grandmother
2: was passing of cancer and um, I was probably about 16 or 17 years old. And I just knew that's what I was smelling. I knew it. And, uh, I could still smell it. And I just never questioned it. It was, I heard it because spirit comes in your own voice. It's not a wooey voice. It's not something outside of ourselves. And I heard, uh, that's her cancer. And was it
0: before you guys knew officially?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, no, it was, I knew, I knew what it was. I knew she had cancer, but there was a smell emanating. smell it on her. And I said to my mom, do you smell? no, I don't smell it. Nobody else. I just smelled it on her.
0: And then did you smell it on others?
2: Um, no, probably not. I trusted her and I was close to her. And I don't know that I had that. I don't know. I had many people around me that were going through that. Yeah. So she you was shut probably it down only one. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yep. They do that because they want you to know you can.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. I I had what I shut down was I would see world events in my dreams. Absolutely. And then the next day would see it on the news. So in my dream, it would happen. The next Mm -hmm. morning, if I remembered it, I knew it was going to come true. I would turn on the news and it would happen. And I was like, no, 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 I can't do this anymore. It was like a couple of them in a row. And you say it out loud and people think you're crazy. Right. And I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, no, 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 I can't do this anymore. Because what does it serve? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I learned that early on. I, I dreamt about um, 9-11 before it happened. I remember having dreamed This was before I was doing this work. But I remember dreaming about planes and they were missing and all of this stuff. And I woke up and I thought, wow, that was a weird dream. And then a few months later, the scenes were my exact dream. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see the World Trade Center, but I saw uh, planes flying over and I knew then what that meant. Mm-hmm. And again, when I moved into this work, I said, "No, nah, don't show me things that I can't do anything about, or I can't fix in any way, or whatever that looks like. I just yeah. want to serve people in the best way that <laughs> I can, and let's keep it positive and not kind of scary." Yeah,
0: yeah. I, it gets it's dark. A good lesson:
2: It's a good lesson. Well, you, we must see the light in order to. We must see the dark in order to see the light. We see heavier things because we need to translate that information over in the best possible way. But it is about learning boundaries. And I always feel that my guides were like putting me in kind of early boot camp. You know, they were like, don't forget this moment because at some point you're going to do this work and you're going to want to set boundaries. And if we're able to kind of see things, we want to be able to see things for the greater good. And for me, those things just don't serve.
0: So, energetic boundaries around what you do and don't want to see, but then Or energetic boundaries. Is there another, um, form of it that we can be using in life? Like, uh, like typical boundaries, but now energetically telling people without having to tell people don't mess with me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I always say, like, I think I say the book, people pleasers beware, you know, you'll, you'll find that once you start setting boundaries with people, you'll want to set boundaries with spirit and vice versa. And I did start learning how to set boundaries with people without really having to say much. I spoke with my guides in saying, I'm feeling like this energy or this situation isn't serving me well. Clearly it's not serving these other people well. So can we, can we clear space so that this doesn't continue for the greater good of all concern, let everybody go in a healthy and happy way on their way. And I will open space for more. I'll say yes. So you really want to think about how can you adjust your energy by either changing your reaction, uh, paying attention to how it makes you feel, the frequency of how it makes you feel so you can adjust your clairs. We talk a lot about the Claire's in the book and then allowing spirit energy to take care of the rest is really not much you have to do. Our energy is our own and we're responsible for it and our free will and our work with our guides and loved ones can help adjust all of that. And then we really don't have to worry about what's going on with the other person or the other situation. And we watch it miraculously get cleared. People will move out of your life. But the beautiful part of that is that people that you're more in alignment with move in. Mm, I like that. Because you've made
0: space for that. this situation I had with this really nasty person, mm. and I was about to face them, and I was like, okay, I did a meditation, and I, I I set intent. I'm like, this person will be kind to me because I am kind, and this person will not be disrespectful. And I like set everything out. I said it, and then I went, and it was like, it was like I Mr Miyagi this person. Like it was <laughs> like I had powers. It worked. And so if you're, yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this, this actually really works, you know, set, set yourself in like a good state, which is why I meditated. But I think then saying what you really want and don't want out loud, the universe is really loud,
2: super loud. They're listening to you. they have big ears too. So I tell my guides, you go in first. You go into that room with all those people and clear it out. I don't know. No want way. Oh yes. They're my team. These people are your besties. If you think about them like your own little gang of besties, right? And you tell them, okay, I see what I'm walking into. I felt it before. And this is great at family holidays and whatever it looks like for you. And you tell the it. you tell your guides, please clear that space let the vibration be high. Let my energy come in, letting go of anything that doesn't serve me. So even preconceived notions of what it's going to be like.
0: Yeah. Cause you bring in right. that energy. Right. Cause
2: you're bringing it to, then it's received because they're receiving it as well. So yeah. you want to go into your best state as well. So you have to be accountable. I don't just make my own guides go in there, but I fill myself up with light. And then I tell them, go clear that space, get in there. Yes. You're not alone.
0: When you're saying you fill yourself up with light. I want people who are listening to know what that actually looks like. You want to do it? Yeah.
2: Okay. I do this every single day and I teach all of my students to do it. My beautiful teacher, Pat Longo taught me how to do this. This is how I do it. Um, You just envision a large beam of light coming from the top of your head coming down through your face, out your ears, expanding you with all the knowledge of the universe, come down your neck, down your shoulders, out your arms, extending through your fingertips, all through the body, enlightening enlightening all of your chakras and your organs, everything good in the body. We release anything that doesn't serve us. We imagine that changing into white light, re-entering the body, showering us with beautiful white light, putting us in a bubble. That's my short version of it. You can root yourself into the center of mother earth, two beams of light coming from each foot down your tailbone. And that's really all I do. And I just, uh, I do that every morning. I do that every morning. I love that. Yeah. It's a good way to fill up and, you know, you can get really quick at it. You don't have to make it so formal. I'm like, all right, light filled up. Let's get going. I'm grounded. I'm protected, releasing anything that no longer serves me. Let's get
0: a move on. Well, I like the added step of hitting the chakras. So whenever I've done light, I've always heard wrap yourself in white light. So my interpretation was I see my body and then I just outline it with white light. Um, But I like your way because the light's coming through you. And then, and I like even visualizing the chakras because it's almost like a clearing.
2: Yes. Well, you're hitting all the bodies, right? So your physical body, emotional body, body, mental body, and spiritual body. you're allowing it to enter in, going through the brain, right? Going through the heart chakra, mental, emotional. We're, of course, getting the spiritual body and our physical body as well. Let it go through all the organs. Let it go through everything. This beautiful healing light, illuminate yourself with the beautiful light of the universe. Mm -hmm. And, And again, adapt it to make it the way you want to sound it. That's the beauty. And that's the fun, I think, of spirituality. Don't let it look like anybody else's practice. Let it look like yours. So if you want to say to your guides... Yo, dudes, go in there and clean that up. And if that's your style. <laughs> clean that then shit stick up. To, <laughs> yeah, then stick to that. Don't make it something that doesn't feel right to you or just feel like yourself because your guides know you better than anybody.
0: Oh my God, I'm dying. I would be like, can you take X, <laughs> Y, and Z to Suplex City, please? Suplex City is what Brock Lesnar, the you know, world champion WWE wrestler, uh, takes I people know, to Suplex yeah. City. Mm-hmm. Could you take the bad ones to Suplex City, straighten them out for me, and then that's bring them right. back when they're all toothless saber toothed tigers. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Just go, you go, you go. And it works every single time. So you can be feisty in your spirituality. You can play into your own personality and what it looks like. I highly encourage everyone to do that because we see lots of people, um, you know, on social media doing spirituality and we think it's supposed to look like something, but look, let it, let it look like what works for you.
0: I like that. I like that when I pray at night, I always, um, I envision, you know, God and then the light coming through and then I do my cross and stuff, but I see a cross with light Mm. coming through my body as I'm doing it. Um, that's beautiful. So that's like an example for anybody who's listening of me doing my own thing. Um, -hmm. and I like you encouraging people to do their own thing because I think we're also worried that we're doing things wrong or that there's a right way to do it. And, um, I think that, um, it's an important, uh, Distinguishment, right there is that it
2: is if you're if you are working with your higher power whatever that looks like for you that should exonerate any fear you have that should make you feel like you have a personal relationship going on with your higher power your god Mm -hmm. whatever it looks like and to create something outside of yourself it's so much work yeah make it easy on yourself and just be you in all of your vulnerabilities and all of your faults, and I mean, I tell my guys everything. They know what they, they—they know we're all. They know everything. They know all my secrets. Everything I feel. Everything I want to surrender to. I talk to them, and it's a great relationship to be able to receive response, and then to hear guidance and act on that guidance. So, your spirit guides
0: can they be people that it, you didn't know? Like, so for example. Um, sometimes when if Kevin's going through a rough time, mm-hmm. I will call on his dad to help me. Mm-hmm. It works every time. It's beautiful. Don't let Kevin listen to this. I don't want him to know my Jedi mind tricks.
2: <laughs> All a secret, no one's listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it works. So yeah. is that is he technically a spirit guide?
2: Yeah. I mean, loved ones for me, I separate them a little bit from our spirit guides, where loved ones I feel like they come in with comfort and love and reassurance guides always feel a little bit more guidance driven in that they're giving me direction. And that's just my own distinction. So comfort and love worker bees. A little bit.
0: Yeah. Cause it sounds like my the spirit guides, guides are worker bees. Like they get you mine done. are.
2: Mine get right to the point. And okay. you know, our guides change. We have one guide that I feel kind of ushers us in and ushers us out. And, but we have many guides that we may have known in past lives uh, that we might not have met just yet.
1: But, uh, how, but do how do you
2: know? How do you know who they are and how do you develop oh, I that do relationship? Meditation for. There's, a, there's a great um, temple meditation in the book where you can create your own spirit temple and you go in and, you know, put two chairs down and ask one of your guides to sit with you and allow yourself and your imagination to work together because they use our frame of reference to make that connection. Allow yourself to go there.
0: And to say who you are, who are you?
2: Yes, I ask who, what, where, when, why, why are you here? What do you want to know? Absolutely. You can write as well. Automatic writing, uh, direct channeling. You can call it journaling if that makes you feel more comfortable too. But any imagery that you have of of anything that comes to you, like you were saying, you just didn't question what it is that you were seeing. Don't question it. And pay attention to all of the senses when you're connecting, everything. What are you Mm. hearing? What are you tasting? What are you smelling? If you're connecting with loved ones, especially. And allow yourself to be part of the experience. Uh, It's not above you. It's within you. It's part of you to have these experiences. And your guides, uh, they're like, please access me. I mean, they're, you know, they want you to kind of see them. I'm sure some of them are like, why isn't she talking to me? We're trying to help her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can always access them. You just have to create, again, a practice for yourself that feels um, good and consistent And don't ever question that they are around you. And if you struggle to see them, I have some people who struggle to see them. Don't worry about it. They are there. Just talk to them.
0: I always thank them and tell them I love them in my prayers, but I haven't had to access them in a while. (laughs) I would channel them when I need them. Like, please, angels. Because I had um, uh, a Reiki healer named Patty Penn, who you might be familiar with. She was like, demand that they help you in these instances. So I'd be like, angels, I demand you to help me. I'm drowning and I need help. And I would be in the shower crying, you know, both parents in the hospital with COVID. I'm like, I demand you to help me. I need them to be okay. Like, please. Yes.
2: I call it being the CEO of your spirituality. Oh, I like that. If you have, if you have these, this access to this great source and all of these energies, go and get them and tell them I need you right now. I remember coming into, um, when I first started doing really like large groups, I was so afraid I wasn't going to hear anything, mm. you know, crickets. And I remember telling my guides like, show up, you know, <laughs> make sure you show yeah. up and they do, they never fail. They never, ever fail. You just have to trust that what you are hearing is your intuition and your inner knowing that they're helping you access and that they're giving you guidance in order to get there. Our loud mind will question our loud mind will tell us, Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think it's it's that self-doubt that really kind of is the massive block between you and your um, your inner knowing your abilities, whatever you want to kind of go to, because I feel like in this journey, I had to develop such a strong connection to help my mom that I don't have doubt. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, that's weird. But I don't have doubt that why I'm seeing things is for a reason. Like yesterday, for example, I'm getting a massage. So masseuse comes to the house. She's been working with us for years. And I'm laying on the table, and I'm hearing the air conditioner gurgling. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And we're giggling, and we're laughing. It sounds like this air conditioner is, like, throwing up in the room. And so at some point... I said, I should probably text Kevin because it sounds like it's leaking inside and that's not a good thing. So we text Kevin and she goes, you know, last time I massaged your mom in here, the same thing happened. Now she massages me in there all the time Mm -hmm. and we've never had that ever. And I said, huh. Okay. So maybe she's talking to me. Okay. So now the massage continues. Guys. I remember a dream I had that night before. This is where it gets awkward. I was giving a massage to The Rock. Yes, Dwayne Johnson. And I did touch his ass. It was very uncomfortable. I was massaging him from the ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. And, but my mom was sitting next to him. And I was talking to her as I'm helping him because he was in pain. And mm-hmm. I was rubbing him to like help him. And so now I'm on the massage table that dream comes back to me. I'm like, why am I remembering this dream right now? Oh, how wild the masseuse, the gurgling, my mom. Now my mom was in that dream. I'm getting a massage instead of the rock, which was much more fun for me. Actually, that was maybe fun too, but
2: whatever. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Everybody is probably thinking, Oh, well, why the rock then?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. Right? I, that get, one I'm to lost. To get your attention.
2: <laughs> to get your attention. It's yeah. memorable. That's true. It's shocking. Yeah. Why am I, you know? Yeah, I didn't watch a, a movie. I didn't rock. think about
0: him. There was nothing right. before I went to bed that would remind me of The Rock so he would be in my dream.
2: It's memorable. And, you know, our dreams, you know, we're obviously we're in this kind of trance state, you know, we're sleeping. And so, you know, lots of people forget their dreams. We wake up, what was that dream last night? Mm -hmm. I'm always fascinated when spirit reminds us and gives us the cue and it's a download. And I'm so grateful when they do it I go, oh, that's right. I had that whole dream Mm -hmm. last night. The validation then is that your mom is with you, that your mom is right there. And she knew you were coming for the massage. She was going to make that air conditioner gurgle. Yeah. And the beauty of it is you just don't question it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was connecting all the dots. I was like, okay, first thing she told me when she told me that, because she's also very spiritual, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, done. Yeah, my mom's here. (laughs) And now I'm like laughing every time. We shut the AC off and then it kept gurgling and kept making all these noises. And so I was like, oh, she's funny. And she was very funny, my mom. So it was interesting. Um, But I think that's just like another example of like, things just don't happen. Like you, you really should look into connecting the dots because it's happening for a reason.
2: They're so clever. When we speak about connecting with our loved ones, I am fascinated. I've been doing this a long time and I'm still fascinated at how they can move the chess pieces around to get to us, Mm -hmm. to show us that they are around. They work really hard to do it. Please don't question it ever your loved ones are good and they are happy and they are well and they want you to know it. They they see you. They are part of our lives. We're never alone. And when they work so hard (laughs) to show us those signs and when they're so clever about it, I always say to them, oh, now you guys are just showing off. Look at that. You know, it's really unbelievable. And if that to me is the miraculous part of the work. Yeah, it's uh, really just seeing what they're capable of doing from the other side.
0: Do you think meditation is key to tapping into your psychic
2: abilities? I think that your a form of your meditation is really important. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, there's there's a very formal meditation practice that should absolutely be respected and learned. And I think that you can find things that are a, a cathartic form of meditation. Uh, to start off with as well, listening to music, taking walks, doing your art, honoring something that just feeds your soul is a great way to start. For me, um, I do love to meditate. I I like to make connection. I'm not a regular meditator. uh, But when I want to make connection with my loved ones and my guides on the other side, I absolutely go into meditation. And one of my favorites is uh, meeting hours in heaven. And I do that meditation. I write about it in the book to meet my loved ones. I go to a special place that I shared with them. It's very emotional, and I never know. Uh, sometimes it's like <laughs> go to my. I go to my great grandmother's house, my grandmother's house a lot, and I never know who's going to be there. I don't know if it's going to be Sunday dinner where like everybody's around, <laughs> or if it's just my one on one. But I take all of it in. I use uh, because it's a familiar space. You really can get very detailed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I can see the furniture and the plastic on the couches and the colors and the cigar smoke in the air. And I know they're playing pinochle at the Sunday table and oh I can see it all. Yeah, it's so cool. And then I go in and I I have time with them. And it's undeniable to me that that is an experience that um, we are sharing together.
0: I'm going to do that with my mom and my grandma.
2: Oh my gosh, you have to. Let me, I'm going to walk. Let's do I'll walk you through it. I'll do okay. it
0: yeah, Correct. that's so yeah. cool.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a, it's really, um, I do it with a lot of my students and it's very emotional. And uh, I just realized that that's what I had been doing all this time that I was visiting them in that visualization and receiving information, by the way, and guidance and love uh, from them. So different than a visit in your dream. Yeah, is, you're, I you're like that because
0: conscious. everyone always says when someone passes, they're with you, they're with you. And I think that, Uh, For someone who had an incredible connection, I had nothing. I was Mm. like a lost, just soul in space. I had none. Mm -hmm. And to go from so much to nothing was really confusing. So I like this for people because, you know, I don't know if everybody knows how to experience the, they're with you all the time, but to have a practice where you can go meet up with them, That's cool.
2: Yeah. Because grief, as you well know, it really can lower our vibration down. You know, guys, they work at frequencies, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a little higher frequency. If we're kind of in our grief frequency, it's real low. And sometimes I have a lot of clients saying, I don't feel them. I can't see them. They won't come to my dreams. And that's really frustrating. Yeah. So my guides and I uh, came up with this and I thought, well, let's go get them then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: let's summon them let's regardless. Go, let's go. go to the principal's office. You have no let's choice. Go let's go <laughs> ring them
2: up. Let's go ring them up. Let's see what they're doing. Yeah. And I what I like about this too is especially if we've experienced somebody um, who had a very tough passing, our frame of reference then can be kind of heavy for that. And so this gives you even a little bit more control of where you want to see them and how you want to see them at mm-hmm. their best.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Because that's what they return to anyway.
0: You say that we're in a low vibration when we're in grief and they won't come to us in our dreams. So I experienced that where I never would see my mom, but my dad, who I know is in the deepest grief, sees her every night.
2: Depends on your frame of reference. So if they're coming in dream state and you're remembering their passing the scene, the whole thing, the concern might be for your loved one is that, oh, if I come in, that's my... That might be how they see me. Mm. They want you to see them like that. So if your dad is dreaming about her all the time and she's coming in with that ear to ear smile on her face, because that's how he is remembering her in the moment. It works.
0: Yeah. But some, most of the time it's, I feel like I've heard him. He said she didn't look good, muddy, and he would be so sad.
2: Frame of reference. Yeah. So she's given it the old college try, right? But when he, if he goes to sleep, this is a great tool too. If you go to sleep and you really want to connect with your loved one and you're concerned about something like that, take a picture out and envision them in that happy moment. hmm Um, you know, I think of your mom, the way she looks to me now is kind of like, you know, I could see her lipstick and I can see like her hair done and she's got like her chin up all the time. You know, there's like this pride about her and I love the way she carries that energy. And if that's how you remember her, it takes a little practice Mm -hmm. to remember her laughter. Yep. Uh, Maybe a favorite song they shared. Right before he goes to bed. And that can sometimes help change the vibration in the frame of reference, because the misconception would be that then that's how they are on that other side. And I can assure you they are free of all worldly woe. Mm -hmm. It is us who who are carrying that. And it's our our uh, perception of them that just needs to change. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, well, there are two things I want to go to right now, but I'm going to go back to this one because for some reason that deleted and this is back. You mentioned the clairs earlier. Can you mm-hmm. explain that?
2: Yeah, we all have clairs, Claire audience, uh, clairvoyancy, right? We've all heard of that one. You've got Claire sentience where you have like a feeling sensation, you know, goosebumps. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. Um, Claire aliens where I was saying you could smell You know, like I was smelling that off my, off my grandma, but sometimes we smell flowers. We could smell the the cigarette smoke if they were smokers, right. That, that sort of, um, what do they call that? Like, um, like a ghost smell, you know, they sort of, for lack of a better word, but it kind of comes through like, why am I suddenly smelling my mother's perfume? You know, that I can, I can feel her around me. So they'll definitely come in with that. You can come uh, Claire Gustans, where you, you really gustants where you're, tasting things. So sometimes when I'm reading people, if they were a really m- amazing baker, I might taste the cookies that they made along with my using my clairvoyancy to see what the cookie looked like and then start explaining that. And I think the one that a lot of people are familiar with or should uh, really enhance the most because it's the most natural one would probably be a claircognizance, which is really that inner knowing, that intuition, that flow, that feeling, that strong sense you know, of uh, of what's happened or what's going to happen or that pull, that sense of the room. Mm-hmm. All of that for me um, is very natural and we have access to all of them.
0: Do women have it more than men?
2: I think, you know, I, I think women don't question it maybe more than men, but I, I, I have, I think men process it differently, but no, I think we equally have it. I think they just interpret it differently maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've let a, I met, a I meet a lot of men who were like, I just knew it. You know, like our hindsight is a wonderful way to kind of pay attention to our inner knowing and that intuition, one of the clairs. And I think when you hear yourself, go, I knew it, knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You let your loud mind get in the way. So no, I think it can be equal. I think you just have to say okay to it. And it's just a different translation.
0: Yeah. You talk about tools in the book, and mm-hmm. I know that um, there are different people before they do readings that like to use different tools. So talk about the tools and how they can help on the journey.
2: Yeah. I mean, I incorporate uh, different things in my spiritual practice. I do love smudging and saging a beautiful indigenous people. Uh, and please do your due diligence and seeing where that comes from. And I write about it in the book and just to clear my space I bring in the light. I ask spirit, please give me the words to serve. That's just my own little thing that I do. You can light a candle. You can have crystals around. Uh, some people love oracle cards, and maybe pulling a card. Whatever you feel drawn or pulled to do, I always tell people: if you feel like, hmm, I think I want to light a candle today before I sit with my spiritual practice. Well, maybe I'll pull a card, uh, or maybe I'll write in my journal, and I'll and I'll do that today before I get started. Again, you're starting to develop your own spiritual practice and what it looks like. Just try to be consistent, but don't be surprised if spirit changes it up on you, depending on the energy.
0: Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So when you do readings, um, like I know uh, Tyler Henry was on the show recently when he did a reading for me for his show, he mm-hmm. had to hold something of mm. the person that we wanted to channel. Does that yeah. help? You as the the reader to tap in because I remember you you were saying something in the book about focus and if it helps you kind of stay focused. Yes, is that really what it's about?
2: Yeah. If you are, I don't normally hold items. Once in a while, though, I have, but I have been asked to, so I will hear. Why don't you hold an item, right? And I'll go. Okay, you know, and I'll just ask them. Can I hold your watch? Um, As far as holding something of the loved one, if you are doing this, especially for yourself, holding something of your loved one is an an undeniable, beautiful way to make a connection. Um, I have my great-grandmother's rosaries. I hold them often um, just because I love the way, and even me who taps in all the time, I love the way it makes makes her feel close to me. Mm -hmm. You could put on something of someone's, their robe, their jacket, whatever it is, their sweatshirt, Mm -hmm. smelling them. Um, All of that stuff helps you have a deeper and closer connection because their energy is in that item or their energy is in that apparel. And then you're allowing yourself to have that synergy between the two of you. And I would think that that's uh, why Tyler uses it as well so that he could start making that inner connection and relying on that type of a Claire to make connection.
0: Yeah. Um, Queen... I want to let you jump in if there's anything that I'm missing that you wanted to get.
1: You know, you really covered so much. I had one <laughs> one question that was like bonus question for fun, just because I feel like a lot of people, Marianne, will want to know this. Mm-hmm. When you tap in um, and to people's loved ones, is there like a common theme or like topic or anything that kind of comes through or is it like different for every single person?
2: A common theme as far as uh, what spirit wants to say. Yeah, They always, the common theme is we are okay, period. That is a very common theme because oftentimes people worry about their loved ones on the other side. And the common theme is we are still here. So they'll start talking about celebrations that are coming up that they're going to be there for. They'll talk about mundane things. Like, oh, did you get the ref- the uh, refrigerator fixed? How did you know the refrigerator was, you know, kind of broken down? They'll talk about very uh, detailed things in their life to let them know that they are there. And to me, those are the gems of readings. Uh, the My name is so-and-so and I passed this way. Those are also a wonderful part of validation. But I love the bridge message. I like the messages that are just... Um, About your everyday life and things that are coming and going and what you're working on. Because to me, that allows the sitter to know that their loved one is undeniably with them and with us in the room at that moment. But they always come in, I am okay. Not only am I okay, but I can see your life and I'm still part of it. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing. It's comforting. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that. That's a good question, Queen. Thank Thank you. Well, Marianne, um, thank you as always. We have about probably fifty other questions that we <laughs> didn't get to, but um, but we will in the future because this won't be our last time chatting. Of course, the book is called Media Mentor: Ten Powerful Techniques to Awaken Divine Guidance for Yourself and Others. It's an amazing read, and uh, I think if you are interested at all in this, um, it's it's really exciting to kind of go on the journey. Um, even just looking into it and then maybe progressing with some of Marian's courses, which will put everything um, in the summary of this episode. But her website is mariandemarco.com and uh, you can check out classes and private mentorship and all kinds of things that she offers on there and we'll put that uh, on the summary for you.
2: Thanks, Maria. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to mentor you. I know.
0: (laughs) I I really, I can't wait
2: as well. I feel
0: like it will, it'll be something like this summer we can kind of tackle because um, I finally feel like,
2: okay, you're ready.
0: You're ready. All right, Queens. That was great. Anybody interested in leaning into their psychic abilities? Uh,
1: Me. (laughs) I so am. I was thinking when she was like, we know, you know, as I'm, had an allergic reaction to something in my eyes this morning, and I'm putting the new concealer on my eyes, going, Maybe you shouldn't use this. I was like, mm, We all have these little innate things mm-hmm. that we just block out and ignore. So I'm so all about this. I think it's so cool.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited too, as well. So I think the book is a really great first step for you guys. Yeah. And then from there, you can get into your practice. There you go. But don't dabble, as Marianne says. Don't get dabble. to really commit, mm-hmm. so that's why I haven't started. Because I would dabble. I need to really commit. When I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Right now, I'm doing the Joe Dispenza stuff. I'm going to get through this retreat at the end of the month. I'm going to heal myself, and then from there,
1: I love that Maria, to the moon because we go. I like that. I'm a dabbler, <clears throat> and I'm trying not to dabble as much because when you dabble, it's like you you spread yourself so thin mm-hmm. every. So I And think then you that don't feel
0: good about yourself because you're like, oh, i got that one book <laughs> yes. I half read. I got this other book I half read. I got this podcast I only listen to 10 minutes. I got all these things, yeah. bam, and you're everywhere. So <clears> I think that's
1: a great. Um- Great little
0: tip. We're not an octopus. The We're not an octopus. No. <laughs> we are a mere human with two arms. <laughs> cool. uh, anyhow, thank you, friends, for being with us on this journey. As always, to getting better in all areas of life, please share it with friends. We are growing very rapidly, and that's because of your help. So please continue to share it with people that you know will love it um, and will benefit from it. Uh, of course, if you haven't checked out mariamenunos.com, that is where all of the Uh, life hacks blogs are. So basically, we take these episodes, or the team does, they're amazing at it. And they pull all the aha moments from all of these episodes. So you have the cliff notes, basically to each episode on mariamenunos.com. So you can listen freely, but then go do the work with those blogs, print them out, highlight the ones you need to remember you want to work on. And then once you build that muscle, you can move on to the next one. Uh, We also include lifestyle blogs as well so we're always sharing the things that are uh, helping us and changing our lives and the beauty products and fashion and all of that so that's all up there as well and we're obviously constantly working on it because if you've gone there as of late you've seen our updated shop page and we're about to update it with captions to tell you exactly why we love these products so you understand because I'm looking at it and I'm like Well, if I'm just anybody going here, I'm going to be like, okay, it's just a bunch of products. I want you to know why I'm obsessed with each one of these products. And so I'm going to do just that for you. And Queen's going to help me. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah, I got you. So um, That's the beauty
1: of us having lived together for a year, Maria. I feel like I know everything pretty well. Yeah, well, because we tell,
0: <laughs> I tell you everything. It's so true. She knows it all, and, <laughs> uh, and we will get that to you guys as well. And if you haven't, signed up for the newsletter. The newsletters are also cliff notes for how to live a better life as well. We really don't like to waste any of your time, so we're always giving you the most value for your moments. So that's it.